back again. <laughs> Let's back. Don't, don't, don't go we're into back the, again. Oh no, we're going boy band now. <laughs> Keeping it real for the streets. Oh man, the streets. Look, if we're gonna go boy band, we should just go full Korean boy band. Okay, full, like BTS. Yes. I'm not that pretty, man. <laughs> Neither am I. I see the, those those guys, and I'm just like, God damn, man. We the could only, hair game is on point. We the could only, eyebrow game is on point. The little suits, <laughs> God. We could only make appearances uh, via Snapchat filter. That's the only yes. way it would work. Agreed. Yeah. The old man filter. That shit has caught fire, and apparently there are real concerns that. There are like Russian bots behind it. Uh, that wouldn't surprise me. Every time they break out one of these new filters, I'm just like, oh, yeah, that's going to be used to invade our privacy. It's like for uh, facial identification software so they could spot us via satellite. Totally. Know? It's like you wouldn't be even be able to wear a disguise anymore because these filters would know like how to like rearrange your face to be like, oh, yeah, no, that's so-and-so. But... It's really blending reality for me because anytime I see pictures online now, especially on social media, if somebody's wearing sunglasses, I have to ask myself, are those sunglasses really there? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Because filters with sunglasses in them are so pervasive, like you just never know. I also have to wonder, like, are people now actually half puppy? Oh, yeah. Do their tongues extend out to their chests? Because that's amazing. That's yeah. some sort of gene splicing that's been it going is. on. But. It is. It's it's like the island of Dr. Moreau up in this piece. <laughs> um, let's talk about um, FaceApp for a little second. Okay. Um, I'm wondering, did you, did you see that somebody spliced Mike Tyson's face on the opening credits of... Uh, Family Matters. Yes. And it is one of the most frightening things I have ever seen. That, to me, reminded me. I saw, the, I don't know if you've seen the uh, music video for Aphex Twin called Come to Daddy. No. Where it's like this British like producer, right? He's got a scary face. He's uh, He makes electronic music. Mm -hmm. He makes this song called Come to Daddy where uh, this old lady is like in the ghetto of... London, uh, um, the London ghetto, <laughs> the London ghettos, um, and uh, she it, and it looks like shit. It looks like you know, it, it looks like a post-apocalyptic uh, cyberpunk wasteland. Well, get ghettos are not you know uh, meant to be, or usually aren't the uh, the most well kept places. No. But don't get me fucking started. Why? Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, so this old lady's walking through this post-apocalyptic ghetto in the music video. And she comes across these little girls, all who have this dude's face. Oh, God. And it is the most frightening. It's one of the most frightening videos I've ever seen. Is this something that you found in one of the corners of YouTube? Uh, as you I always do. I saw it when I was fair, when the Internet was fairly young. Oh, God. Um, it was like a quick time music video. Oh, uh, quick time. <laughs> oh, so um, yeah, I saw this, the, and, and that's what it reminded me of. But yeah, so it was like they they, I did they use FaceApp for Mike Tyson uh, into 
the Family Matters uh, opening credits? Probably a similar algorithm um, because that sort of thing has been on Snapchat for a few years now where you could switch faces with things. Um, <laughs> people have been doing like crazy stuff with it. Usually, you know, if you're if you have a friend next to you and you open the app and you choose that filter, like you can switch faces and it's just like, oh, you know, our faces are not each other's bodies. Yeah, this is fun. Yeah. But then people will do it with like their pets and it's ah! just and it's nightmare fuel. Oh, my God. It's actual nightmare fuel. Ah! People will do it with just like pairs of pets that they have. Like if they have a cat and a dog, they'll do it to them and it'll switch their faces. And it is is absolutely frightening. There's this there, that reminds me of another fucking music video by this band by this uh, electronic group called Basement Jacks. Mm-hmm. This is this song called Where's Your Head At? Where's your head? Oh yeah, I remember that. Where's your head at? <laughs> yeah. Um and in that music video, they switch their faces with these with lab chimps and it is freaky as hell. <laughs> Frighten the! F- I was like, "Oh, I gotta turn this shit off. This is fucking weird." I'm it's, on a lot of mushrooms right now. <laughs> it's where technology is headed. Now, now we have a, a genre of that kind of face switching called deep fakes. I'm yeah. sure you've seen video of that, um, where they're actually scary shit. Yeah, able to make it super convincing. And one of the biggest concerns now is is that um, people can take. Um, images uh primarily images of women and then post it onto the faces of adult film stars uh during during their films so now they've got like this homemade uh porn that is mimicking somebody who was not there at all so that's fucking weird so we've got to be very vigilant in the future vigilant vigilant (laughs) vigilant Vigitant. It, it's <laughs> now you're just fucking with me. Now you're gonna be like Susan. <laughs> yeah. What can I say? I'm knocking futs. Anyway, uh, dad jokes. Yeah. <laughs> but um, we have to be very careful uh, because we can really be fooled um, in the future. Hopefully, the the sophistication of the viewing audience will increase as well as the sophistication of these tools. Yeah. Speaking of being careful out there, um, if you are an immigrant, if you have migrated to this country um, and you want to know about your rights, given that ICE is now doing raids, conducting Mm -hmm. unlawful raids into houses, we just had something like this happen to one of our, like Jamie just told us, uh, about uh, one of his friends that got his house raided. Like, mm-hmm. they just burst in. And it was the wrong house? And it was the wrong house, yeah. So, uh, we here at Robots vs. Taxes, we are 100% committed against ICE. We want ICE abolished. Absolutely. Uh, so, we will be posting on social media the rules of what of basically knowing your rights as, is, as uh, a citizen of the United States or as an undocumented citizen of the United States. Um, just basically know your shit when you encounter these assholes at these, this fucking Gestapo at your door. Remember, no matter where you are in the, um, in your citizenship status, uh, whatever means you use to get to this country, whether it was through official channels or unofficial channels, 
whatever your circumstances, you still have rights that are not just being supported um, by several states in this country, but also by our Constitution. You still have rights. It doesn't mean just because you came here uh, through official or unofficial means that suddenly... You're no longer human. Uh, you're no longer human and they can do anything to you. It's not so. So we'll be posting this information. Know it. Uh, connect to other people um, and networks that will be able to offer you resources in order to protect yourself because it's what's happening right now is just unjust. Yeah. Um, have our, we introduced us the show? No, we haven't. We should okay. let them know where we're bringing them this good, like, justice gooeyness yes uh, of course i'm ernesto mancibo and i'm pablo morale martinez and together we are robots, robots versus, versus taxes on radio free brooklyn yeah you can stick that in your pipe and smoke it <laughs> i mean but speaking about like rights and and ice raids and stuff like that um i gotta say i'm really proud of new york and how they are standing up to this. Um, I follow uh, the city of New York uh, mayor's page and I think one or two other adjacent pages on Facebook. And over the weekend, they were posting uh, tweets that they saw in other places. Like, we got reports that there are ICE agents on 76th Street in Manhattan or um, we got some reports that there may have been ICE raids in Sunset Park, Brooklyn. It's like if, you know, if that's so or like they verified that there weren't any on 76th Street, but they're like, if you're in Brooklyn, um, here are your rights, here are phone numbers that you can reach out to. Just keep an eye out. And that made me super proud because like New York declared itself a sanctuary city and it's living up to it. Um, however, <laughs> like any other place in social media, the comment section. Oh, yeah is full of garbage yeah. people are just like why is new york sitting aiding and abetting criminals illegals yeah. burr, burr, burr. they have no rights and i've just been trolling the fuck out of these people good good i've been telling them i was like i was like no actually they do have rights whether they're documented or undocumented wherever they are in their citizenship status the constitution the constitution actually makes provisions for everybody, there are only a few exceptions in which the, the certain rights in the constitutions only apply to U.S. citizens. But for the most part, the constitution is about everybody. It's essentially a doctrine about human rights. In particular, the amendments that have been added afterward, because you know the first draft wasn't necessarily all that inclusive. No. But um, the <laughs> amendments afterward have have worked to make them uh, more equitable. What were you gonna say? No, I was gonna say you don't say. <laughs> For a little more knowledge on that, you know, you might want to go back to sixteen uh, hundred, see how yeah. things were back then. I think I think you'll pick up the gist. <laughs> <laughs> Small hint. Not everybody was an immigrant. No. <laughs> some people were forcibly brought here. <laughs> and some people were wiped out. Yeah. But together we are. Robots, Robots versus, versus taxes. On Radio Free Brooklyn? Yeah. I'm not quite sure how that fits. It just felt good to say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm like, didn't we already do that? Let's do it again. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, folks, avoid avoid the comment section because there are plenty of New Yorkers who are just assholes. Yeah. You know, I mean, assholes beyond the stereotype that you think of New Yorkers being. Let's put it that way. Yeah. 
Well, I, I like I every now like now every day I, I I go down to my train station, and I look up and you know, uh, hanging off one of the buildings, one of the sides of the buildings, right over the you know, uh, the train tracks mm-hmm. are these flags, and it's like Trump twenty twenty, uh, Trump. Uh, what does it say? It, it says uh, no no bullshit. No, something, something. It's like no bullshit. Really, it's a bunch of Trump flags, oh. and then it's the P O W M I A uh, flag, which I'm like, that sucks. What? Yeah. Um. Yeah, like Trump gives a fuck about the troops. Yeah, he doesn't give a sh- two shits about the troops. His fucking He's, parade like bankrupted one of the departments that is in charge of like public grounds in that area. Oh, did it? Yeah. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, of course it did. Of course it did. Because, you know, who who cares, right? Nothing matters. Nothing matters. Up is down, left is right. Yeah. I knew, I somehow knew, like, I didn't, uh, I didn't hear it. Like, I tuned out of that whole parade. I was just like, I'm not going to watch this shit. Yeah. I'm, I don't care that he's bringing, like, he's, you know, he's playing uh, fascist Mm-hmm. You know, he's playing dress up fascist. So he's like, you know, I wanted to look like North Korea or, you know, the Philippines with Duterte. Ooh, sorry. <laughs> um, or, you know, his, his his old pal Putin, you know, uh, oh, that sounds like a uh, like a new comedy show. What? His old pal, Putin. his old pal Putin or like some sort of. um some sort of comedy send-up version of, uh, like, The Nightmare Before Christmas. <laughs> but claymation would... Anyway, I'm oh, sorry. Weird. It's copyrighted. Old Pal Putin sounds like a home improvement style show where <laughs> where Trump is, like, trying to rule, you know, the United States. And then he tries... He goes next door for advice. And it's like the, you know, the Iron Curtain. It's an iron... <laughs> It's an iron wall, and then Putin's on the other side wearing a fishing hat. This <laughs> is like, well, you know, I could offer you advice. Maybe you kill your enemies, da? And then he's like, you know what? That's a good idea. <laughs> oh, shit, man. So, did, um, did Tim Allen's new show ever, like, Stay on the air. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It found it found a new life on Channel Five on Fox Five. Really? Yeah. Oh yeah. God, I don't. I haven't watched Fox Five in like so long. Yeah. Who it's, needs that shit, right? Serious. I mean, even even just the regular Fox Five network, which usually tries to distance itself from the more hardcore conservative version that exists on cable news, like it's still garbage a lot of the time. Yeah, ever, I, don't, I don't care. Ever about since it. they took off the, the the Saturday morning cartoons, it just oh fucking yeah, man! They used to have the the best cartoons oh, or the after school cartoons. Yeah, yeah. after school cartoons. Yeah. yeah, Batman the animated series. Oh, Spider Man, yeah. the X Men. Yes. Um, and what else did they have? The Tick. The Tick. Yes. Yeah, but yeah, man. Oh. Those were the days. Those were the days. Sometimes I'd 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 switch over to Channel Eleven and watch the Disney Afternoon. Oh, those are some good cartoons yeah. too. Darkwing Duck, Ducktales, Japan Day, yeah, Rescue Rangers. 
I wanted to fuck Gadget so bad. Oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> All right. I was a kid. I didn't know better. <laughs> You're not making it any better. Yeah. She's an animated mouse. There's no way the logistics of that would have even worked. I'm my just, dick would have crushed her. <laughs> anyway, I'm, let's get to some serious stuff. I don't know. I'm just wondering how, how your mind evolved from animated mice to anthropomorphic robots. Oh, you're talking about in, in like term- the fact that I'm attracted to uh, uh, Lando Calrissian's uh, yes. robot L5? Mm-hmm. You're in the theater. You're like, yo, I'd fuck the shit out of that robot. Like, I would fuck the shit out of that robot. I stand by that. Oh, my God. And, you know, I can hear my, like, you know, if, if my wife decides to listen to this show, if she decides to listen, you know, I can put up with her eye rolls. Okay. <laughs> I can put up with her shaking her head and telling me you're a lunatic because I want to fuck a robot. I can. <laughs> you know what? I realize I just dug my own grave, and I immediately think this is a bad idea. Yeah. Can we just move on to okay. another topic, please? Right, let's move on. Thank you. <laughs> that would be nice. Thank you. Robosexual. Anyway, I was... <laughs> you know, they have feelings, man. <sighs> Only if you program them to. They're sentient beings. They're, our ch- they're, they're the children of men. Not yet. Right. Well, Elon Musk came out with news that he wanted to bring out uh, that he wants to uh, within the next five, five, was it 10 to no, 10 to 15 years? He wants uh, human beings to merge with technology. Okay, when is somebody going to stop him? Like (laughs) he's just doing whatever the fuck he wants. And like society be damned he he launched a car into space just cuz yeah right like we're literally we're literally like a year or two away from him like having his own space laser <laughs> or being like hank scorpio yeah and to prove i'm serious i will blow up the 59th street bridge <laughs> it explodes it's just like maybe it collapsed on its own <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, yeah. So, um, so yeah, right. he wants he wants to make us robots, Mer- which I feel like would be beneficial for our show since we already have robots in the title. Ah, very nice, very yeah. nice way to tie it in. Hey, listen, that's the way. I guess that's the way we're going. But I don't know. Have you used modern computers? I I just don't know if they're up to the task yet. Like, I don't want somebody to have to be nearby to control alt delete me if i get you know stuck or oh weird or what if i'm on the same computer that somebody uses for their porn like i gotta oh, be able to, that might be fun no you gotta be able, <laughs> you gotta be able to shut off at a certain point uh, okay you know? all right all right all right Ugh. so much filth <laughs> too much filth you know, immediately, as soon as you said that, I was like, you're talking about porn. You're talking about pornography. It's just that, but you're just still looking at it, you know, from the point of view of a man. Yeah. <laughs> and not the point of view of a beast. Of a, a porno beast. Um, much love to our sex workers out there. Mm. Anyway, <laughs> um, let's talk about. Just going the fuck off. All yeah. Right. <laughs> let's talk about. You saw the movie Us, finally. Yes, yes, Us, uh, starring Lupita Nyong'o. Yes. 
Winston Duke. Yes, Winston Duke. Uh, it was, uh, we had spoken about it uh, one or two episodes ago um, and how you saw it. Uh, or it might have been off episode. Mm-hmm. But you said you said it was good, not great, or not as good as um, Get Out. But it was good. Yeah. And I was watching the film, and I got to tell you, this film moved me much more than Get Out. Really? Yes. Okay, let's discuss it. The, let's yeah, discuss this. That's the point. That's why we're bringing it up. Okay. You got me there. <laughs> um, so... Uh, I have to hear why. Why did you think it was more? Uh, did it speak to you more so than Get Out? For so many reasons. One, the the performances from the get go, especially with uh, the childhood version of Lupita Nyong'o's character, who wandered off um, after her father wasn't paying attention to her, and her mother went to the bathroom. Um, Worst parents in the world. Huh? Worst parents in the world. Uh, they seem like typical parents to me who, who just fight, you know, and, okay. um, you know, I mean, don't get me wrong. It's a bad, they did a bad job, yeah, they but did a bad job. They left the kid just alone, but I, well, they th- didn't even notice the kid wander off. Well, you know, she went to the bathroom and he was playing uh, a game. So, you know, she just wandered off and listen, the little girl should have, Kept her ass there. Let me stop. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, that's just what kids do. Right. Um, so she she wandered off and went into a fun house. And eventually, I mean, are, are we doing a, a, a spoiler talk here? Spoiler yeah. Well, talk? I mean, like the movie's been out for yeah. quite some time. So. So she runs into a doppelganger of herself within uh, this house of mirrors. Great sequence, by the way. Very tense. Great I liked it. I tense. liked it a lot. Oh my! It was amazing. And uh, her doppelganger uh, assaults her. So cut forward um, a little bit of time, and the, her parents are with her in a therapist's office, and um, they're wondering like when she's going to talk again because obviously she suffered a trauma, and this sets the scene for the rest of the movie. Um, we are we've been introduced to this other element and throughout the film the cohesiveness of the family first of all touch me because it's just nice to see like a black family not being cast in your typical stereotypical like tropes or anything like that it's like they were people yeah they right, were right. they were loving, but they had their flaws. They were just a family. They were just that's, a family. That's I like that too. And I it, like that too. And it was great to see them in a way that I know I didn't experience growing up, where like they, they were going away on vacation. You know, they were doing these things that are going to help their their kids uh, form a worldview besides just working or staying in a particular neighborhood or anything like that. Anywho, getting more to the point of the story. Once the others or the tethered um, are introduced into the film and there's this dialogue between the alternate version of Lupita Nyong'o's character and, you know, the what we deem the regular version. And she starts telling her the story. Uh, this is the alternate version. Uh, telling her the story of, you know, once upon a time there was a girl who... Did the, and basically was laying out her life story. 
about how she sees this life of the people above that she could never have. It was starting to illustrate the duality between the haves and have-nots in this country. So it spoke directly to capitalism without browbeating us with how certain populations experience that um, asymmetry more than others. It's like it was illustrated because here was a black woman talking to another black woman. And I just felt the way that scene was molded. It it literally brought me to tears because it was just, it was so well delivered and it represented the angst and the anger that marginalized people feel when when they know their situation and they see something better, but it's just out of reach. Like, it was so moving. And then the battle that took place afterward um, as the family was being separated and there were, you were trying to figure out what their intentions were, it, like, it really started to play upon the, the uncertainty and the violence uh, of what life is as a marginalized person in this country and how one tries to escape it while wrestling with the identity that you've been giving versus the identity that you want to become. It's almost like the tethered, from what I can see during the movie, even before I even got to the end, you couldn't really deem them as the bad guy. Uh, see, here's the thing, right? Mm-hmm. And I, I told this to, to Sabrina. I told this to my wife. Did uh, she watch it with you? She watched it with me, yeah. It's one of the few horror movies that she was just like, we have to see this, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what about Hereditary? And she's like, fuck you. <laughs> um, so, uh, 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 so basically, uh, what I told her after the movie was over is she, she asked me what I thought, and I told her, I like what it says more than the actual movie. I thought the movie was just good, but in terms of what I felt it was saying, I thought the movie was, uh, it it, it puts me in a very awkward position because, so here's the thing is that um, these movies aren't speaking to the average, like say they're, they're, they're speaking to specifically to people of color they're speaking to the marginalized and they are not it's like they're trying to tell this story in a way that i feel could have been executed better also um, did you feel they were only speaking to the marginalized specifically with the, with uh when lupita with the uh, with the tethered lupita nyango speaking to lupita nyango mm-hmm. I felt that they were speaking specifically not only to people of color, but to anybody, like you said, to people who are just like, um, who are struggling, who are in a certain, like, let's say they come from like the low income, like arena of people. So it's like, um, they, and they're speaking directly to people who have, who have this abundance, who are happy with their lives, who have, you know, this vacation house and this boat, you know, mm-hmm. and these friends who have these careless problems. Yeah. You know? And it wasn't, and it, I felt like it wasn't lost on me that their friends were white and were suffering from like 
what the what the wife wanted to like have plastic surgery mm-hmm. and then the husband was just like oh i made this much in this year and this uh, you know mm-hmm. so i don't know i felt like it was a little it felt like it was hitting me over the head with the message and i was like i get it i get it and that's why i feel like it wasn't as good a movie as it could have been hmm which is weird to say. No, I can understand that. I mean, everybody has different tastes in terms of the level at which a message is delivered. Um, I feel like with the white couple, they were they were definitely placeholders for the wider the wider spectrum of affluent white people. Like yeah. they they were they were kind of caricatures, you know. Um, yeah. Especially the house, it was just like it was ultra modern and made of glass, made of just glass. like a star destroyer. It was just like, all right, so so these people have money, we get it, art everywhere. Um, yeah, but at the same time, when their uh, doppelgangers or tethered uh, showed up and then did them in, I thought to myself, oh, this is this is more than just white supremacy. This is about, I mean, it is also white supremacy, but it's also capitalism. And how they are pretty interrelated. So it's like it's like people who are not directly affected by racism in the traditional sense are still hurt by it. And they were trying to illustrate that um, in the film because it's it's like this multi it's like this multi headed beast that can still come for you. you know? I almost I, I also felt like there was an air of Trumpism into it. Oh, because, really? Like, um, like what? Because uh, there, th- uh, maybe I was reading way too hard into it, but when the white lady doppelganger kills her blonde counterpart, and then she goes into her her um, her bathroom and starts putting on lipstick, but just starts putting it on all wrong, and it looks fucking weird. Yeah. It reminded me of Trump in the way that uh, Trump and his supporters mm-hmm. and in the way that uh, they think that they're going to take over the the world of the haves mm-hmm. because they feel like outsiders, but they're not doing it right. Right. They're doing it all fucked up. Right. Um I like that. Yeah. So uh, maybe that was just me reading way too much into it. Also, there, there's a, there's a, there was a moment. Here's the thing, right? The big twist to the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, spoilers for anyone who hasn't seen us, but who has seen us. No. <laughs> anyway, so uh, they, you find out throughout the course of the movie that the Lupita Nyong'o who ran into her doppelganger was actually the real Lupita Nyong'o. Mm-hmm. And the doppelganger was with her family all along and just grew up with them, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, before, before I forget, that reminded me of Kanye West, right? And anytime I see like a fucked up black person, I, I'm reminded of Kanye yeah. West. Like, <laughs> just... So, so uh, but here's the thing about that. Um, I, a, I saw that twist coming a mile away. Did you really? Yeah. And B... It reminded me of a Simpsons episode. <laughs> Do you know which one I'm talking about? Uh, it's something from Treehouse of Horrors, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Do you know which one I'm talking about, though? 
is the one where Bart, Bart, yeah, yeah, and his and his twin that they were separated at birth. Hugo, yeah, Hugo, yes. yes. I made a I made a pigeon rat. Uh, Dr. Hibbert convinces him that he's going to see it, look into a mirror, but then he punches him through. <laughs> I love that part. Uh, that part is so ridiculous. But anyway, um, yeah, I, I, I'm, uh, A, I, I saw the twist coming a mile away because when they started explaining where they came from, you, I noticed that none of the other tethered spoke except for her. Well, okay, Mr. Writer. All right. <laughs> we all can't be as sharp and on top of it as you are. All right. And when when they took her home after that whole fiasco, she didn't speak, right? Mm-hmm. And then finally she spoke, and then you know she developed her life and whatever. But and then B, it didn't make to me it did, the twist didn't make sense uh, because if she was if she was abducted and taken into this under underworld, right? Mm-hmm. She would have remembered who she was. I mean. It didn't make sense to me. I'm just like, what? She, she was the person that was up above the whole time. She wouldn't have remembered like her life above, and, and would have like thought to herself, like, what am I even doing here? Would have made a bunch of attempts to like escape. The one from the underworld did remember who she was. What are you talking about? The 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 one the the, the one the, from the real new Lupi the the real one the the real one who yeah. ended up in the underworld yeah she did remember who she was right that's why that's why her motivation was to organize the others and then take the overworld is but that why yeah but why did it take so long for that to happen like why didn't she try to escape a bunch of times I don't know oh because it, it's be, because it was a government project. It was a government project, but then they they abandoned the project. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It it seems a little confusing to me. And plus, also you, the fact that there were a gov- government it project, been Stockholm syndrome. There could have been any other mechanisms of being abducted or, or abandoned or left behind. Like people, like I get what you're saying, but like not everybody who is a victim of those sorts of things, abduction or abandonment automatically revert to oh i gotta get back to where i was a lot of people do not everybody does sometimes people just feel like their situation has been changed and they are stuck and it takes them a long time to even muster up the motivation or courage or understanding to change that you know what now that you say it more it starts to make more sense to me you should be more sensitive to people who are stuck in underground uh (laughs) programs like it's that. true i have been unfair to the mole people yes you have and you know what to any mole people who are out there listening or, or just or who are just casual fans of the show i'm sorry okay or to translate into your language <laughs> i'm sure that's gonna come out lovely oh, it's gonna be great on <laughs> it's gonna be great on the ears <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> I'm finding that in my old age, my, in my older age, I'm starting to snort. What the fuck, man? <laughs> it's those pathways, man. I know. Time to bust out the APAP machine oh, again. Oh, don't lecture me. <laughs> <laughs> the fucking torture you put me through when we've gone oh, away. Oh, that been, was decades ago. Ne- decades. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's right, you heard me. Decades. There's no proof. Where's your proof? <laughs> my nightmares are my proof. Oh, God. So, yeah. Um, <laughs> so, in the end, t- tell me what what else you gleamed from, from watching the movie. Well, I mean, I loved how they they did the um, the hand-holding parallel between the Hands Across America old TV commercial, which they showed at the beginning of the movie. Yeah. And then the posture that all the tethered took as they came to the surface. What was that about, by the way? It what was, was that about? On the deeper meaning, to me, I think, I think it, it casts, it, it's talking about false images. Like, when we saw the Hands Across America in the, in the actual commercial that they put into the movie, um, it was showing this unity of Americans across uh, the United States. But the actual Hands Across America wasn't an unbroken chain. It was more symbolic. It's not like they actually had people connected all the way from California yeah. to the right, right. East Coast because, you know, the terrain just wouldn't allow something like yeah. that. Um, I think symbolically speaking, it showed that even though we were casting this image about being a united America back in the day, we know just from historical context that that wasn't so. There were always two Americas. And then fast forward to when the tethered come up, um, they didn't show them with hands united across the even terrain, like in the suburbs or in the cities and stuff like that. They showed them across the rough terrain, like the mountains and the hills, the places where people almost can't go yeah so it was showing this new world a more difficult world that has now been separated in another way as opposed to um as opposed to class it's now just one society taking over another um which was very eerie because it was almost like modern man being supplanted by what comes next oh weird yeah yeah, when I saw that scene, I echoed Winston Dukes, the father, um, mm-hmm. uh, when the little kid was just like, why are they doing that? They were just like, uh, he was like, I don't know, it's some kind of fucked up performance art shit. <laughs> um, and I was just like, yeah, that's that's what it looks like to me. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it, that, that kind of, that aspect of it was lost on me. Again, like, I feel like, I feel like Get Out was a stronger movie. It's not, and I'm not saying that I didn't like this movie. I just felt like Get Out made such an impression on me that us felt like it was like not as good, still good, not as good. Hmm. And I'm still wait. Of course, I'm still waiting with like you know bated breath for the next one. So same uh, here, yeah. same here. For for me, us, it, it just it just hit me so hard. I really. I just really love that film. I, yeah. I thought the the symbolism, the acting, Lupita Nyong'o better get an award for for her uh, portrait of the tethered. I think, yeah, it was so transformative. Like it's just like it's almost like it wasn't her. Her yeah. look of panic, by the way, is uh, it fills me with dread. Yes. I, I was just like, <laughs> I I don't like. Um, like her fear feels very like I can almost feel it in the air. Mm-hmm. So, um, so yeah, her she should definitely get reckon like in terms of like if I think back on performances that I'm just like have affected me and I'll be like, that's a good actress, mm-hmm. right? 
I'm going to say, you know what? Scarlett Johansson with Ghost <laughs> in the Shell. Holy shit. Knocked it out of the park. Get the fuck out of here. Oh, no, no, no. What I meant to say was Lupita Nyong'o in Us was a fucking... That is a showcase of acting, right? That is a range of emotion. That's right. Right. That's right. <laughs> and uh, Scarlett Johansson was just trying to play a Japanese woman uh, in a movie that shouldn't have been made. Nope. Anyway. <laughs> Um, Speaking of movies, um, you guys know what the deal is. I'm Ernesto Mancibo. And I'm Pablo Morales Martinez. And together we are Robots, Robots versus, versus taxes. taxes on Radio Free Brooklyn. The movie. The movie. <laughs> Coming to theaters this Christmas. Um, but- Welcome to the party, pal. <laughs> <laughs> But speaking of movies that are going to be made, it's been confirmed that Thor 4 is going to be uh, coming to theaters at some point, sometime in the future. That's true. The 4. The 4. Um, but uh, that means that something else that... Uh, oh, Akira has now been shelved indefinitely because that's what... Oh, thank uh, God. Taika Waititi was uh, uh, working on. I almost feel like he did that intentionally because he doesn't want to touch it. <laughs> like, it's like, oh, now's my chance. Fuck you, Leo DiCaprio, oh. and your aspirations to make an Akira movie. What was Leo? Leo has been, tr- has been gunning to make an Akira movie. <sighs> Just like, nope. Fuck you. Oh, shit. And, you know, uh, uh, Otomo is talking about making that an animated series now Hmm. based on the books. So it's going to be more for those who haven't heard that uh, our previous episodes go back to the episode where I talk about Chernobyl and uh, and Akira and talk about how frightening it is. Um, But yeah, uh, I, I can't wait to be scared. (laughs) <laughs> wow wow that's gonna so, be something to see yeah so um thor 4 yeah i'm looking forward to it same here it's a good move L- look at where we are now where people are just like yeah thor 4 you know <laughs> like people were definitely weren't saying that about thor 2 yeah no <laughs> or superman for that matter hey <laughs> I was waiting to like come out and just be like, "Wow!" Yeah. Well, from what Shiv, I, your good time. Uh, from oh my god. <laughs> well, from what I remember, people really enjoyed uh, Man of Steel. Yeah, the the follow up where they killed him, not so much. Oh, you mean uh, Batman versus Superman? Yeah. Okay. Well, that one you're right. You just leave Man of Steel alone. All right. Okay. Just, All right. Um, this is better than Iron Man three. Can we? <laughs> Would you say? Nothing. <laughs> better be nothing. We should talk about Puerto Rico before we forget it. Oh my God! Oh, um, yes. Mm. Uh, Puerto Rico is uh for the last several days been mired in very passionate protests against its governor, who was revealed to make homophobic and misogynistic remarks to some of his other colleagues in so much as uh, saying one of his colleagues was saying that they'd love to shoot Mayor uh, Carmen Yulene Cruz. Carmen Yulene Cruz. Yeah. Thank you very much. And the uh, the governor, the governor responded by saying, like, you'd be doing me a big favor. Motherfucker. 
um, as well as talking about, you know, as a lot of, for some reason, um, in uh, Caribbean and uh, Latin American countries, uh, the vehement uh, anti-gay sentiment that it still exists there. Um, those were also recorded. Uh, he was also caught saying that. Um, and the people are just sick of it. They've been sick of the corruption and these statements, and they've been protesting and telling the governor to get out. So Governor Ricardo Rossello is refusing to step down. Mm -hmm. uh, Rossello. Rossello. Sorry. Ricardo Rossello. Thanks for putting in the... Yeah. Uh, Oh yeah, a little rolling uh, in rolling the tongue there. You know? Ricardo Roseo. Reminding these folks is un hijo de puta. That's right. <laughs> um, so uh, hijo de la gran puta. Yeah. <laughs> que mierda. Um, so uh, yeah, so he's a piece of shit. Is he a Trump guy? Do we know? Do we know if he's a Trump guy? I'm gonna say yes. Of course. <laughs> I, just, um, I just feel like all pieces of shit just gravitate yeah, they're, toward they're, each yeah, other. Yeah, exactly. Because like, you know he's he's like a huge pile of shit that just attracts the flies. Yeah, pretty much. It's just um, like, hey, I smell like shit. You smell yeah. like shit. We should shit sometime. <laughs> yeah. You know, let's all join a shitty league. <laughs> the shit league. Oh. It's just us, Duterte. You know, Putin, <laughs> Jair Bolsonaro. God. Oh, my God. Why are there so many of them? Oh, man. There's so many awful people. So many. So many. Kim Jong-un. Yeah, I know. I, it's just it's just so many. It's wow. overwhelming. So, yeah, you know what? Uh, uh, fuck Ricardo Rose Rosello. Uh, uh, I hope he gets his ass voted out. Absolutely, get out. Just, just step down, man. Yeah, you, step down. You're done. You're the the people have spoken out against you. You need to go. You know, you're a public servant, and when the people say no more and they protest like this, you need to get out. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, let's also talk about uh, uh, let's talk a little bit about the Punisher, right? Yeah. Um, Why the hell did they cancel the Netflix series? I don't know. I'm upset. That second season was like shaky. I still I, I liked the ending though. That was definitely fan service in that yeah. last show. Oh yeah, they were just like, let's do it. Let's go full Punisher. It's just like I'll dance with you. <laughs> <laughs> There's the Punisher we know and love. Um. But in the recent run of comics, right? Mm -hmm. So uh, uh, Frank Castle runs afoul of some cops, and the cops are just all like, "They're like, you haven't run afoul. You run uh, into good company." And they're all trying to take selfies with Frank Castle, mm -hmm. and they're just like, "Look, we put stickers of your insignia on our car to show <laughs> just how like into you we are because we're creepy." Oh. And he's like, you know what? Fuck you guys. <laughs> and in a very Frank Castle way, you know, fuck you guys. <laughs> I, can't, I can't do the voice, but you, you can imagine, right? <laughs> and he's like, you know, uh, you guys, uh, you're not supposed to be, have that symbol on your car or any of your paraphernalia or your suits because you're cops. You keep order. You sworn oath to protect people of the city mm. um you uh 
you uphold the law and I work outside of it. You're supposed to be trying to catch people like me. Mm-hmm. Um, so you could take whatever selfies you want to take and you can shove them right up your ass. Nice. And then uh, he told them to go fuck them themselves and he walked, you know, he walked off in typical Punisher fashion. Nice. Like, I'm going to kill some people. <laughs> you know? Because uh, <laughs> he's a fucking psychopath. But, but at least at least a psychopath with ethics, you know, right, like, right, right. Of course, you know, unlike fucking Batman, who's just like on the other side of the law and recruits children to his cause and, you know, gets a few of them killed, you know, doesn't do doesn't do anything in his alter ego as Bruce Wayne to actually bring economic equity to his city. He's right. Just like, like, fuck that guy, man. Just like at the end of the night, I'm going to go home to my butler. Yeah. And in my big house, <laughs> I'll, have, I'll have gourmet meals. But nobody understands my pain. No. It's <laughs> like, what? what? <laughs> it's like, oh, you're, oh. you're suffering so much, I Batman. <sighs> Time for a Manny Petty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fucking Batman. So, uh, <laughs> to the Bat Salon. <laughs> Yuki, you're the only one who understands. <laughs> you shitting herself. Yeah, just like, oh, God. Like, I ju- I'm just here to dye your hair, dude. <laughs> I'm doing this so I can pay for my psychology classes, which, by the way, you are funding <laughs> tremendously. <laughs> but I never want to be your doctor. <laughs> She has to keep scrubbing like uh, criminal DNA out from underneath his nails. Yeah. She's like, she's like, oh, a lot of evidence tonight, yeah. Mr. Wayne. <laughs> Top of my class and I have to serve this asshole. Like, That's not evidence. It's justice. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, great. <laughs> what are you going to do after this? I was thinking about having chicken a la king. <laughs> well, you don't really need to talk like that you know, all the time. <laughs> That's weird. <laughs> You're weird. <laughs> he tries to whip out like the, the cultural appropriation honor. He's like, you know, Yuki. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I studied with the League of Shadows in Tibet. It's like, oh, cool. You know, I was born here. <laughs> well, yeah. What I'm saying is, you know. He tries to whip out the Japanese. It's like, I, I, I don't, I don't speak Japanese, but I'm pretty sure you got that wrong. <laughs> and also, you know, bad, bad, you know, <laughs> like, hi, Batman. My name's actually Sharon. Yeah. <laughs> you don't have to go calling me Yuki all the time. Uh, wow, we created this whole scenario and scene. <laughs> Somebody give us a uh, a sketch show, seriously. <laughs> oh man. <clears throat> okay, so um... so yeah, the Punisher. He, uh, I think that's really cool, especially since you brought up that actual police officers do this shit. Yeah, before before the show started, I was talking to you about how uh, how military servicemen also put even in in the movie. What's it called? Uh, that that movie about the sniper, American Sniper. Oh really? He wore. Um, he wore he had uh 
he had the logo either on his bulletproof vest or on the the Hummer that they were traveling in. Oh man, I never bothered to watch that movie. Like I, it just from the very beginning, it felt like propaganda. Um, yeah. So I was just like, nah, I'm not interested. It's a, you know, Clint Eastwood's movies are so odd. Like in that movie, it's just like, you know, uh, it's like, yeah, the military. Fuck. Yeah. Yeah. And then when they come back, they all have PTSD and they're like military question mark. Hmm. And then I'm just like, what is he trying to say? Like you can't have your cake and eat it too and be like, you know, like, yeah, fuck yeah, the military. Don't we fucking rock? We make the best snipers ever. Mm-hmm. And then they're just like, but at what cost? You know? Well, I mean, it's, it's to me, it's just a tool to create um, a level of sympathy for servicemen in order to um, add to this, uh, to the aura, to the, to the, I'm going to say, not a fairy tale, but. Um, just, just the image of the American soldier. Thank you, right? thank you. Yeah. The image of the American soldier, just enough to invoke emotion, but not enough to actually invoke change or support for these servicemen uh, when they come back. Because um, right. I believe that the statistic, if not now, then in very recent memory, is that at least twenty-two service members commit suicide every day after they come back because they're just so traumatized and there's just not enough uh, support for them. I mean, to be quite honest, in my opinion, I think that the responsibility rests on the politicians who mire us in conflicts that cause these uh, men and women to go into combat and do things that are just unnecessary. Yeah. So um, getting back to Punisher, it's just like, they ju- they had to reprimand not members of the military but an entire police precinct because mm-hmm. they were all sporting uh punisher logos on their cars wow um i think that they were ordered by either the mayor or the chief of police to stop doing that good good cuz yeah. we don't we don't need that sort of imagery or behavior in our police force there are already enough problems we don't need them Having thinking that you know they're fucking uh, Frank Castle. Uh, as a matter of fact, they, something similar happened uh, years ago when Twenty Four was at its height. Like people, oh yeah, like people were just because you know Jack Bauer on that show. He used very unconventional methods in torture, order to, basically torture, yeah. yeah, to to extract information. And like fucking police officers, uh, as well as you know other kinds of law enforcement, were like inspired by that shit. And it's just like no, 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 no. This is a show. In real life, we have due process and other uh, such things in place. But there, there needs to be more psychological background checks for this kind of shit. Yes, it's like guys, you know, not everything that you see in the movies and on TV is like is so cool that you should implement it in reality. You know, it's just like no, this is no, yeah, like it's TV. Don't yeah. you understand that life is so much more complex? There are so many more shades of gray some things are black some things are white most of it is just shades of gray right right, right. um well i think we should wrap it up right there really yeah why uh because uh we have uh who's gonna stop us (laughs) sorry i've just the editing work is gonna be rough that's true that's true i got a little drunk with power before i realized that we do have a time limit yeah Mm.
<laughs> so, uh, from both of us here, I'm Pablo Morali Martinez. And I'm Ernesto Mancibo. And together we are Robots vs. Taxes. Taxes on Radio Free Brooklyn. And while you're out there, you could try keeping it real. But you should try keeping it right. Song of the Week. <laughs> <laughs>